Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Dabelis. While no major news on the Parthenon sculptures has emerged since British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's infamous snub of Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis late last year, the incident reinvigorated the debate around the return of the sculptures to their home in Athens. Nikos Afsathiou, who was just in London reporting on the issue for Kathy Merini, joins me to discuss the sentiment in the UK and why the return of the Parthenon sculptures seems all but inevitable. Nico, great having you back on with us. Thank you so much, Thanos, for your invitation. Nico, you were just in London to dig into this issue. Despite everything going on in the world today, do you think this is an issue that should be making its way back on our radars? Thank you, Thanos. I think that's a fair question to ask, right? Particularly with things such as uh, persistent inflation, our housing crisis increase, as well as deals and changes in the balance of forces in the Aegean that have rightfully so monopolized our interests. So should we be dealing with this complex question of the return of these 2,500-year-old sculptures? I would argue yes for a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, the question of the reunification of the Parthenon, what is considered by most the cradle of Western civilization, is kind of always relevant, right? And it's also something that the modern Greek state has put on its radar for years now, some 50 years. So obviously, it's something that's always of interest. But from what my reporting in London sort of unveiled, I think it should definitely be back on our radars today, because though, as you rightfully said, there's been no news, that doesn't mean that there's no developments in the question. So we've known now that there's been more than a year and a half of quiet diplomacy between the Greek government and the British Museum. A deal is on the table. Its details are sort of being hammered month by month. And specifically because of the snub incident in November, my hunch was that in London, there's been a positive climate that's formed for the return of the sculptures. There's other variables sort of lining up in this complex equation. And what I did discover is that indeed, it seems more likely than at least ever before that a deal will be forged and will be put forth in the table. The timing is still unclear. and I don't think we're very close to the landmark deal, but we're closer than we've ever been before. I want to dig into this sentiment in London around the issue, particularly what you came away with after visiting the British Museum and speaking to sources there. What was your takeaway? My takeaway is that first and foremost, the British Museum is closer than ever before to agreeing to a deal. In fact, it's something that they desire. Now, there's many thorns in this deal, right? Main question here, and it's what I discovered is the main source of conflict between the two negotiating parties, if you will, is the question of ownership. It's almost impossible for the British Museum to openly admit to Greek ownership because it's something that it's actually legally prevented from doing. The Greek side, on the other hand, think considers ownership to be sort of the main variable, main precondition for any sort of deal. So the two parties are sort of dancing around the issue of ownership, trying to find It's sort of a complex procedure of trying to find a legal term that's also nebulous enough that would satisfy both parties. But that aside, the British Museum is really keen on forging this agreement for a couple of reasons. Now, first of all, we must not forget that there was a very tumultuous scandal just this summer with the theft of a lot of antiquities. Interestingly, the curator that was found to have participated in the theft was a curator of Greco-Roman artifacts. So that obviously added pressure to the British Museum to reverse this negative press as well as it demolished its decades-old argument leveraged against Greece, that conditions of storage in Greece are not necessarily safe. So that's one thing. But the second thing that I discovered this time, which I didn't really know, is that there's a lot of donor pressure on the British Museum. Many people might not know that it's planning a very ambitious refurbishment. So the museum is planning this very ambitious refurbishment of its establishments. This is something quite pricey, so it naturally needs to attract more donor support 
And what I did find out is that a lot of the donors themselves are asking for something to be done on the, the issue of the Parthenon sculptures. And I think this is no major news. We've definitely seen George Osborne himself admitting that a deal is something the museum would want. He did that very recently during the trustees' dinner. So that's certainly something not to be undermined. But it all seems to point to the fact that the British Museum is really keen on agreeing on this kind of deal. Here's another interesting detail, Thanos. There's almost no indication that a deal would not include some sort of loan agreement and also in exchange for Greek artifacts that would go to London. What sources told me is that these would be rotating artifacts and many of whom would have never been displayed outside of Greece. So the British Museum also thinks that through this sort of long-term partnership, it has little things to lose because it will continue to display artifacts of Greek culture, but it will have a lot of positive publicity to gain. So this is why I think right now there seems to be more pressures than ever before on the museum to concede to a deal. What about from your discussions with individuals in the Labour Party, for example, or at the British Committee for the Return of the Parthenon Marbles? What's the sentiment there? That's a great question. Let's start with the first, which is the Labour Party and what the sentiment is there. Now, why would one choose to talk to the Labour Party? I think that the answer is quite clear. The current Tory government is particularly unpopular. It's trailing polls by something like 20 to 25 percent, some of the latest opinion polls. And elections will happen at the end of this year. So talking to what seems to be like the party that will form government in and will rule over Britain in the next couple of years seems like a good idea to do. We should remind our readers that Kyriakos Mitsotakis himself, though he was snubbed by Rishi Sunak, did talk to Keir Starmer in that famous London trip back at the end of November. And what I did hear back from the Labour Party was that they have no plan of standing in between a potential deal between the British Museum and the Greek government. And this is something that was verified by someone on the Greek side who was present at that meeting who also told me that Starmer was quite amicable and that they did talk about the issue of the reunification of the Parthenon. And though it seems unlikely we will see a public commitment from the leader of the Labour Party before elections, it's beyond certain that he's in favour of the return. That becomes very interesting because Greece would probably want to guarantee political support from Britain in the case of the return of the marbles. Because of a, a lot of laws that stand in the way of their return, should the British Museum agree to a deal that makes ownership quite nebulous, right? So sort of putting all of these together, it seems very likely to me that the Greek government might wait until next year after a Labour Party's in government to agree to a deal. But yeah, your second question was, uh, what did I hear from the British Committee for the Return of the Parthenon Marbles? And this was also quite interesting. I go to talk to Chairwoman Dame Janet Suzman, who told me that there seems to be a tide of positive publicity after the snub of Rishi Sunak. And she personally was actually quite elated to see this reaction, which she explained to me as quite spontaneous and not very thought out, because it really reinvigorated interest both within the UK and globally around the campaign to return the sculptures to Greece. So we have political pressures at play, sort of this political equation seemingly lining up to the return of the marbles. We have public opinion more and more siding the return. Polls place that around 64% right now. And we also have pressures surrounding the museum. So these are sort of the three variables of the equation that I discovered are really lining up. So Nico, you've also spoken to Greek government sources about this issue. What's the feeling in Athens, especially when it comes to the intense rounds of quiet diplomacy? around the possibility of a landmark deal with the British Museum? Uh, I mean, suffice it to say, it's definitely one of the landmark goals of the current Greek government 
as was the case with every Greek government, right? But we know that Kyriakos Mitsotakis has been quite vocal about wanting a deal to be sort of solidified. Just last week, he repeated this goal during the opening of the new exhibition of secladic art at the Met, which quick trajectory here, a lot of these international partnerships that Greece has forged recently are kind of used as arguments in this negotiation and this debate, one of which is this agreement with the Met. Another one is obviously the return of another part of the Parthenon from the Vatican, right? So these are two of the arguments that have been used specifically in negotiations this year. But yeah, the sentiment from the Greek side is that they also evaluate conditions to be sort of really amicable for the goal of the return. But a lot of attention is placed on the details of what this agreement would entail. So given that it would probably start in the form of a loan, the Greek government is very keen to keep the wording generic and nebulous enough so that this sort of loan would be postponed first for a number of years and then eventually indefinitely. Something to notice here is these marbles, they are big ancient beasts. It's not like they would be flying back and forth eternally, right? So the Greek government's assessment is that once they return, they will probably stay in Athens, at least for the you know big foreseeable future. But the second thing is that a lot of attention is being placed in the details of how this agreement would be worded and presented, specifically because one would argue this is the return of the marbles. Another person could argue, no, this is just another loan agreement. Why is Greece entering sort of partnerships as opposed to reclaiming what is rightfully its own artifacts? So a lot of attention on how it will be presented to the public needs to be taken care of. And I think once we're closer to the deal, we're going to start seeing public statements from the government that will sort of prepare public opinion for exactly what this deal would look like. You have no reason to do that now since, you know, the deal doesn't seem to be that imminent. But my estimate, Thanos, is that by this time next year, especially if a Labour government has been formed and the government feels like it's guaranteed political support, we might see some of these first instances of messaging around the deal being communicated to the public. Nico, thanks again for joining us and we'll be on the lookout as these developments unfold. Thank you so much, uh, Thanos, again for having me. Great In other news, Greece has reacted to controversial remarks made by Turkey's foreign minister regarding outstanding issues between the two neighbors. In an interview on Sunday, Hakan Fidan stated, among other things, that there are issues between us that take time, mainly the status of the Aegean Islands, demilitarization, and airspace. Here, we are looking to discuss these problems from a new perspective. Greek diplomatic sources sought to play down the comments, but insisted that Greece will not compromise on its core positions. Analysts anticipate that the next two months may possibly feature frequent rhetorical outbursts from Ankara. Finally, Athens has ruled out additional support measures for Greek farmers who are echoing protests by their counterparts in other parts of Europe driven by grievances over inflation, foreign competition, and the costs of combating climate change. On Saturday, farmers from Greece's central Thessaly region, which was devastated by floods last year, vowed to escalate protests during a demonstration in Thessaloniki. Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis assured farmers last week that the government will assist them at the national and European level, but farmers have said that the planned measures are not enough. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.